This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Uh, hi, my name is Jason Chang. Uh, I own one share of Tesla. <laughs> and um, so I, I, first I want to say I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. Elon's like one of the cool billionaires. If anyone should have that much money, it's Mr. Musk. Now the last clip is satire, but let's be real, it's way too accurate. Elon Musk has to be one of the most interesting celebrities in terms of his fan base, simply because I've just never seen a billionaire have such a cult following before. But is the love really deserved? Well, Elon sure seems to think so. He claims to be this self-made genius who's just better than the rest of us normies. He's joked or been serious, though honestly it is really hard to tell, about being an alien, knowing that we live in a simulation, and understanding time travel too, for whatever reason. Some of his fans even argue that Elon is a time traveler himself. Again, while I'm sure that these clips and videos are satire or hypotheticals, it doesn't seem like everyone buying into these theories is actually kidding around. But while Elon's fans have effectively given him this godlike status, treating him like he can do no wrong, the rest of us aren't so sure. I mean, would a genius really sink Twitter so badly? Or X or whatever the hell it's being called now? If he's such a great businessman, then why does he look like an absolute idiot right now? If he's such an infallible alien, then why was he fired from PayPal, battled with a Tesla whistleblower, treated his employees like dirt, and gotten in so much trouble with the FCC? Sure, humans do make mistakes and act like absolute jerks all the time, but aren't aliens supposed to be better than that? Couldn't it be that Elon is actually human like the rest of us and maybe just a really manipulative human at that? Or maybe he's the one thing his followers could never believe, an absolute idiot. On today's episode of The Corporate Casket, we're looking back at Elon Musk and discussing his recent failures and the absolute nonsense he's done to Twitter. So unfortunately, there is an update to the Elon Musk saga as I assume there will be in a couple months from now too. So with that being said, well, let's get into it. It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that. Everybody get up for Elon, please. This guy inspired the <laughs> shit. Come on. Elon, you get that opportunity to talk to Elon. You need to be concise, quick. There's definitely uh, 2 a.m. texts and 6 a.m. conference calls. You just have to put in 80 to 100 hour weeks every week. Bronx, can you try to break this glass, please? Sure. Yeah. Oh my, well, maybe that was a little too hard. <laughs> a friend of mine has a saying that the most ironic explanation is the most likely. And the most ironic outcome for currency would be that the thing that was made at, uh, as, a, as a joke to make fun of cryptocurrencies, that it becomes the global currency. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's go ahead and start with this whole self-made bit, because this is what Elon Musk is essentially founded on. People believe he is so talented and incredible that he deserves the billions of dollars he has because he's earned every single penny of it. He was raised in hardship, wore secondhand clothing, ate modestly, and his sharp mind and desire to create something to benefit all of humanity that made him what he is today. And no, he had no help from a despotic father. That's what Tasmanian had to say about the issue, and it's what Elon himself claims. Instead, Business Insider South Africa and Elon Musk's father, Errol, are actually trying to undermine him. They are calling him a liar and disputing the evidence that Elon is self-made. If you listen to what Elon's mother says, you'll get the true picture of Elon's suffering, how abusive his father was, and how his mother was denied any financial assistance once they were divorced. Which is the truth, though. Is Elon's father an abusive jerk that didn't help him once and Elon's mom divorced him? Or did Elon profit from his emerald mining and now he and mommy dearest are trying to rewrite or exaggerate the narrative? The tricky thing about this is that it's become so he says, she said. Errol claims that Elon benefited from his emerald mining. Elon and his mother say that this isn't the case and Elon graduated college with over six figures of debt. A while ago, when I first talked about Elon, which I think is God, I want to say a year and a half or two years ago, something like that. I mentioned that we really couldn't be sure where the truth lay. But now, as more and more information has been released, we're starting to get a much more clearer picture of Elon's past. For one, this, you know, fabled emerald mine, it does exist. Let me make that 100% clear. It is real. Elon has said that he would pay 1 million Dogecoin, which is worth about $93,000 at this current time, for proof of this. Yet it's been mentioned and discovered enough over the years that it's pretty clear it does. Back in 2009, the New Yorker mentioned it in passing as if it was nothing more than a matter of fact. They wrote, quote, when he was 11, about the time he sold his first piece of software, a video game called Blastar, Musk told his mother that he was going to move back to Pretoria to live with his father, Errol, an electrical engineer who would later own an auto parts store and a share in an emerald mine. So if the mine wasn't a thing, then why wasn't Elon protesting it back then? It seems like he doesn't want to be seen as like a trust fund kid. So much of his you know, image is reliant as being a self-made man. So that would absolutely deflate his new narrative. But that doesn't also mean that he's truly come from nothing either. His father has even retold stories about how Elon once visited the mine, recalling how the food was lousy. There was nothing to eat but ground dried corn. So Elon didn't eat for four days in a row, apparently. But when Elon has been confronted with this information, he's gotten pretty pissed. One American professor, Robert Reich from Berkeley, who is also the former US Secretary of Labor, posted a video about the myth of self-made billionaires. He sounds like my kind of guy, honestly, as I've long agreed that self-made billionaires simply do not exist. Elon, on the other hand, was not a fan, and he called Robert an idiot and a liar. Well, almost. He actually tweeted this, quote, "'You both an idiot and a liar.'" end quote, which I have to kind of say it does make him look bad when you can't even spell your correctly, but 
Anyway, Elon continued to insist that there was no evidence of the mine, again, despite it being mentioned on numerous occasions throughout numerous articles. Hell, even Elon himself actually mentioned it to Forbes in 2014. When asked how he handles fear, Elon said, and I quote, the funny thing is I've not actually been that nervous. In South Africa, my father had a private plane we'd fly in incredibly dangerous weather and barely make it back. This is going to sound slightly crazy, but my father also had a share in an emerald mine in Zambia. I was 15 and really wanted to go with him, but didn't realize how dangerous it was. End quote. Now, this article mysteriously vanished from Forbes and was effectively replaced by a 2016 interview in which the Emerald Mine makes no appearance whatsoever. Now, I'm not saying that Elon requested it be taken down, but it sure seems odd that one of the few times Elon actually does mention and confirm the mine's existence, the proof simply gets removed for no apparent reason. And look, if we're being honest here, I truthfully don't give a flying fuck if Errol owned a mine or not. If he did, yeah, he profited off of some desperately messed up labor laws and, you know, his son did too. But Elon is doing this now as he runs Tesla. So maybe this is a like father, like son situation. Or perhaps Elon decided to exploit and take advantage of people all on his own. Either way, he is currently doing it. Now, this isn't really a story about how Errol may or may not have been a terrible human being, because we do know one thing for sure. Elon absolutely is. Elon Musk has now completed his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter after months of legal battles. And he's changed his own Twitter title to- Elon Musk's reputation is heading for the toilet thanks to the fiasco with Twitter. It's become an absolutely tangled mess, but we're going to try and break down the stupidity piece by piece, at least kind of some of the larger chunks and the general gist of it all. So let's start from the beginning with how the offering was handled. Back in 2022, Elon Musk said that he would purchase more than 9% of Twitter's shares on the open market. And as a result, he was offered a board seat. Now that didn't work out because Elon can't play well with others. And I'm only kind of kidding. According to ABC, this is actually because Elon refused to submit to a background check and he didn't want to be bound by the board agreement that he wouldn't buy more than 14.9% of shares. Now, a couple of things here. For one, I can appreciate that Twitter actually requires background checks for board members. I don't know if this is true of every company, but all too often I've said that it's absolutely stupid how white collar criminals can simply walk into a business and gain a high ranking position when it's undeserved. At least there's a basic method of security in place here. But secondly, I also can't say I'm surprised that Elon refused to become a board member. I don't want to say that it was the background check that did it for him. It sounds like it had more to do with the share percentage but that doesn't exactly look good either. It's kind of funny in hindsight, because maybe if he had become a board member and actually gotten involved with Twitter internally, then this entire mess could have been avoided. But that's obviously not what happened here, so I'm not really gonna dwell on a hypothetical. So pretty soon after, a hostile takeover was projected, and Elon Musk promised to unlock Twitter's potential. He said he would buy Twitter for $44 billion, well above their stock price, and Twitter agreed. Then, less than a month later in May 2022, Elon said, oopsie whoopsies, never mind, and tried to back out of the deal, claiming that Twitter had more issues than he had realized. This was when he went online, saying how there were more bots than he knew and attacking the company as a whole. Ironically, he did so on Twitter. And I think it's funny that Elon decided he wanted to spend billions of dollars on a company, backs out, and then uses said company to spread hateful comments about them while in a deal to buy them. It is a little funny. 
It's funny, but it also doesn't seem like the actions of a smart man, certainly not a genius. But they're not his only blunders by any means. Along the way, Elon did not inform the market that he surpassed a 5% stake. Then, because he never really intended to join the board, Twitter's shareholders also sued him, saying that they missed out on recent rises because he waited too long to disclose his stake. Basically, if you were wondering why the news of Elon owning 9% of Twitter seemed to come out of nowhere, it's because it literally did. He was supposed to speak up sooner, and I'm not talking supposed to in a moral or ethical sense because those words really don't mean anything to Elon, but in a legal sense. But this deal continued and Musk probably shot himself in the foot so many times that it resembled Swiss cheese the more he went on and on about how horrible Twitter actually is, detailing the amount of bots and spam on the site. And he was stuck with them. Bots, spam, poor security, and all. Twitter sued him in court to enforce the $44 billion deal. And as we now know, he did take over. And it's only been since late October, but it has felt like this Twitter saga has gone on for years, but he's literally been in control of Twitter for less than a year. Just think about that. Isn't that just depressing? With Twitter in hand, the little blue bird he paid so much for, what was Elon's first action as boss, you might ask? Well, it was to fire the best players that Twitter had. He let go of the CEO, the policy director, and a whole host of other employees. Not only that, but he even quizzed one employee about their work on Twitter itself, quote, questioning their need for disability and accommodations before ultimately firing him. Can you actually imagine what's happening anywhere else? Like seriously, if a small business owner did that online to one of their employees interrogating a disabled employee publicly, they would be flayed and rightfully so. I don't think anyone would be calling them a genius in the slightest, but here we are and Elon Musk and his minions live on. Is publicly mocking disabilities an intelligent thing to do now? I would think not, but apparently, according to Elon, it is. Truthfully, I do wonder what is the point of asking because, you know, these atrocious people are seen as role models today. So clearly a lot of people do think that it's perfectly okay. I guess I'm in the minority here when I say that it isn't okay, but here I am anyway. Unfortunately, this was only the beginning of the end. And even as I'm speaking right now, I think the end is still quite a bit of ways away, which unfortunately means I'm gonna have to talk about this again. But what about what's happened to Twitter Twitter today? Musk has officially rebranded the company as X. He wants the app to be central to everyday life with a hand in everything from communications to finance to gaming. So we get to find out what this is all about with the best man we know. How Musk acquired Twitter was also quite a fiasco. How he fired a ton of senior staff right out the gate was ridiculous. And now Twitter itself has become a living nightmare. I'd call it controversial, but it's really not. No one in their right mind thinks Twitter is better off as X. And most articles I see don't even call it X because it's such a ludicrous name and branding decision in the first place that it's hard to take seriously. But what happened here? Is Elon so out of touch that he thought this would be a good idea? Or did he want to run a social media company into the ground just for funsies? When you look at his actions, it honestly kind of seems like the latter. It seems like this is a weird game for him. Like he's just having a grand old time. For one, the Twitter blue journey was an absolute mess. For years, people envied that little blue check mark next to someone's name. It meant that they were verified and typically famous in some shape or form. But then Elon announced that he was bringing power to the people and letting anyone willing pay $8 a month to get that little blue check mark. 
And with that came a surge of joke accounts and imposters that I'm not going to lie, made Twitter kind of a fun place to be at for a little bit. Apparently the Pope lost his verification and Stephen King gained one. Though on a more concerning note, fake accounts posing as previously verified government accounts said that roads were permanently closed to cars as a decarbonization effort. Yeah, some accounts were suspended after, but it doesn't seem unlikely that people may have seen this, believed it, and then of course may have been confused. Sure, the chaos was hilarious on the outside looking in, but losing verification clearly has legitimate consequences. And when anyone can pretend to be anyone, it's kind of scary. Avast wrote, quote, the potential for malicious threat actors here is enormous. Twitter blue can be used for phishing attacks, crypto related scams and distributing malware. And it can easily lead to fake news being spread as well as potential geopolitical disasters in the case that a top politician is impersonated on Twitter. Plus, if someone pretended to be Elon or a different CEO, they could even influence the stock market as we saw Elon do in the past. Whether or not this was a glaring oversight or a I like to watch the world burn Joker level move from Musk, I don't really care. This had wide security implications and simply resulted in a more complicated verification system anyway, with gold check marks for companies, gray for the government and blue for individuals. Oh, and then Elon Musk decided shooting himself in the foot was not enough and went straight for the kill when he literally limited how many tweets you can look at without being a subscriber. And just why? Like, wasn't the whole reason of like these social media companies like Twitter, TikTok, Instagram is just people can be on them for hours of the day to like shut off your brain, doom scroll and let yourself be mindless for a while. So to limit that seems like a really bad idea. Oh, and then I guess recently, and I think this is just a rumor, but well, okay, part rumor, part not rumor. Let me explain. So I've heard the rumor mill and read a little bit that Elon wants to remove your ability to block people unless you're subscribed to Twitter Blue, X Blue, whatever the hell the subscription thing is. But the rumor part of it is because Grimes apparently blocked him on Twitter or X. And so he's like, well, fuck you. You don't get to block me. I don't know, I don't really care. Like just admit it, you lost your dummy mommy goth GF and you're like really upsetty spaghetti over it. Now, unfortunately with Twitter, it did have some legitimate purposes other than to be, you know, your average normal day trash fire. Um, I do know of authors who do use it for promotional purposes and, you know, small companies, indie brands and stuff like that, Uh, especially like self-published authors in this case. Some of them have only been on for 30 or 40 minutes, connecting, networking, promoting, and then they're basically told, hey, too bad, you need to pay to see more. And then Twitter, you know, that's it. It's like, "Mm, you're done for the day. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Elon also probably knows this is absolutely stupid and goes, well, if they want it so bad, they'll pay for it. And I'm like, the reality is folks are gonna be more inclined to just go somewhere else where they don't get limited for scrolling or viewing and things like that. So I'm just like, you're really just, you know what I said, foot like Swiss cheese, just bang, 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 keep shooting yourself in the foot all day, every day. But you know, Elon of course wants to try to be, you know, more competitive with streaming platforms like YouTube. So who does he ask to start streaming on his platform? Well, Tucker Carlson. Of all the people on this planet, eight something billion people, the very first person you want to make a show on Twitter had to be one of the most racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigots out there. It certainly speaks volumes as to what Elon values on his platform. Soon enough, Twitter changed on the outside as it's been changing on the inside to match, you know, the overhaul. Now it's called X as in the letter of the alphabet. He literally took one of the most recognized brands out there and turned it into something that he hasn't even been able to trademark. 
I don't care how much he loves the letter X, it's one of the dumbest business moves I've seen. And I swear, if I see a single person call Elon Musk a genius after this, my head is going to explode. Now, Microsoft, interestingly enough, already has trademarks for the letter X that have to go with Xbox, and almost 900 more have the letter trademarked in some capacity for branding purposes. One of them is bound to sue, and truthfully, I hope they do. The logo is almost impossible to distinguish from porn sites, and the typeface itself looks like it's ripped off from Monotype. Now, it's not 100% identical, but at a glance, I really can't tell the difference, and I doubt most people would. Anyway, I'm sure most of you probably know how the story goes from here. Now Zuckerberg launched the rival threads, which seems to be doing well, though we'll see about that in time, and X is virtually unusable. Twitter, X, whatever it is, it sucks. But of course, that's not where the story ends because it never could end there. Because as pathetic as this entire thing has been, there is more to it. Why have one downfall when you could have two? And before we go on to talk about Dogecoin, because yeah, I'm sure that's not what you were expecting. Before we talk about this Dogecoin situation, because it is quite interesting, let's take a quick moment, a very special moment to thank today's sponsor. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills, and even your favorite streaming service, inflation is just about everywhere. Like seriously, please make it stop. I feel like gas prices were just starting to go down a little bit, and now they've shot right back up again, getting to over $4 a gallon where I am. Thankfully, there's one company out here that's giving you a very much needed break, and that's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. Okay, so true story. I was talking to one of my friends the other day and they told me how they had just signed on with a different company who we'll just call Company X. But despite this being a new plan in the year of 2023, they were paying well over $100 a month 100. Well, with Mint Mobile, you can pay about 180 per year for service. I used to pay over $100 a month for service, the same service that I essentially get with Mint Mobile, and I never wanna go back to those days. Now I don't have to cringe when I look at my bill every single month. So I told them, look, I know I'm about to sound like a commercial, but seriously, maybe you do need to consider switching to Mint Mobile. Their customer service is fantastic. I once had an issue getting my SIM card changed and they were friendly, speedy, and handled it right away. The call took literally less than 10 minutes. And of course, my friend asked me, well, you know, how much are you paying for that? And I told him plans start at just 15 bucks a month for unlimited talk and text plus data. I pay for unlimited everything and that's 30 bucks a month for me. Now, since Mint Mobile's online only, Of course, they don't have storefronts where the traditional costs of retail, so they can just pass those savings right on to you. So I guess we're all wondering at this point, what is the catch? Well, the great news is that there just isn't one. It's not even a hassle to switch. Mint Mobile's got you covered there too with guides for moving your plan. They'll help you handle the large company X's of the world so you can just get back to not stressing about your phone plan. Seriously, there's a lot in this world we can be stressing about. Phone service should not be one of them. So if you wanna get premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, make sure you go to mintmobile.com slash Casper. Again, that's mintmobile.com slash Casper. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Casper. If you invested just $1,000 into Dogecoin back in 2020, today you'd have more than $41,000. So Dogecoin seems like it's caught on because it started as a joke. I think Mars itself will need to have a different currency because you can't synchronize due to speed of light. Or not easily. Um, part of the reason why I think there's some merit to Dogecoin, even though 
which was obviously created as a joke, is that it, it actually does have a much higher uh, transaction volume capability than Bitcoin. And the, you know, the, the, the costs of doing... Ah, yes, Dogecoin, one of the cutest memes to ever grace the internet. So cute, in fact, that Doge's adorable little face was turned into a Bitcoin. Although Elon didn't create the cryptocurrency, he's become widely affiliated with it and has even called it the people's crypto in 2021. That same year, news reports referenced a, quote, mysterious Dogecoin whale who owned $22 billion of the asset at the time. People assumed it must be Elon, even though it was actually spread across hundreds of thousands of retail holders. Now, he is still one of the top owners of it and with his status can influence the market. But once again, he doesn't exactly use his power wisely because why would he do that? Instead, investors claim that Elon has manipulated Dogecoin's value and taken part in insider trading. They said that his appearance on SNL, his tweets, and his payment of online influencers all point to that. Quote, a deliberate course of carnival barking, market manipulation, and insider trading enabled Musk to defraud investors and promote himself and his companies, the filing said. One of the most notable examples of this happened when he replaced the Twitter Bluebird logo with the Dogecoin logo, leading to a 30% increase in Dogecoin price. Elon directly benefited from that in April 2023, as he sold about $124 million of Dogecoin promptly afterward. And herein lies the question, is Elon a manipulative jerk? Did he change the logo knowing the value would go up, then promptly sell to make a profit? Or is he so dumb that he didn't even realize this is a form of insider trading and instead he just went, oh cool, it's worth more, and then sold it thinking that there would be no consequences? I'm not sure if it matters, you know, legally, but um, maybe those are the two types of thoughts that could have gone through his head. They're both bad, but I, I can't tell, honestly. Either way, this shows that Elon has too many minions. I'm sorry, I mean followers. He has too much power in his hands. He could buy stock in a failing company tomorrow, say, hey, everyone, this failing company is amazing, and then the price would skyrocket. Then he sells his shares, makes a pretty penny, and leaves everyone else high and dry. While I don't want to say that's exactly what he's done here, it sure has some scummy similarities. Don't take my word for it, though. Even the Dogecoin co-creator Jackson Palmer agrees. Back in May 2021, Tesla stopped accepting Bitcoin for its electric cars and Palmer responded with, quote, reminder, Elon Musk is and always will be a self-absorbed grifter. Well put, honestly. Of course, Elon disagrees and has said that there's nothing wrong about tweeting words of support for a cryptocurrency, freedom of speech and all of that, right? Although the people that use that to defend themselves usually seem to forget that words still have consequences and you're not free of those consequences, but I digress. Some articles have gone so far to call his actions as resembling a pyramid scheme. Investors are seeking $258 billion in damages, also naming SpaceX, Tesla, and The Boring Company as defendants. Out of curiosity, I did take a look at the class action complaint filed in 2022, and while it is called a crypto pyramid scheme, I'm not entirely sure it actually fits the definition of one. To my understanding, a pyramid scheme is when you have to recruit in order to make money. There's a promise of money if you enroll, but the distributor or new member is effectively the customer. Hence why MLMs are basically legal pyramid schemes at this point. Although Elon Musk did promote Dogecoin and get people to join or buy in inflating the price to sell, I'd say that that's simply scammy behavior. That's not actually the definition of a pyramid scheme. Though I am curious what you think about this because it does feel pretty unprecedented to me. 
I'm not sure I've ever seen or read about a case where someone this famous and with this much power was able to influence the market with a logo picture change. So congratulations, Elon. Perhaps you have found a new way to scam someone, but a way to scam someone all the same. But whether or not he drove up or played with Dogecoin's valuation, Elon has, in my opinion, proven that other people's money and time mean absolutely nothing to him. He is the main character, or at least he thinks he is, and his childish bad behaviors are all eccentricities of his genius. I can't even say that without rolling my eyes so hard that I see the back of my skull because that's normally what people are going to equate it to. They go, oh, but he's a genius. He's allowed to be opulent or weird or strange from the rest of us normies. And I'm like, have you ever stopped to think that perhaps he is still human like the rest of us and maybe he's just an asshole? No, that's okay. Now this of course, and unfortunately will not be the end. More lawsuits are coming Elon's way, that's for sure. Recently, he's been accused of violating a federal law regarding employee benefit plans because, you know, when he fired a bunch of people carelessly, they supposedly weren't paid proper severance pay. Given how badly Tesla employees have been treated, again, I'm not very surprised. So of course, the looming question here is always this. Is Elon Musk really just a misunderstood genius? Well, let's do one of the briefest of brief recaps. He may have violated multiple laws in the way he took over Twitter and then fired a bunch of people. The company was absolutely lost without those people because let's be honest, Elon Musk has no idea what he's doing. No one that I know of is even calling it X or company X because of how pitiful and ridiculous that sounds. And the entire site is now a nightmare to go through. It was already a hellscape, but I suppose it was not at the ninth layer of hell yet. And then of course, you know, at the very, very trickling end here, there's also that weird obsession with X because apparently when he was in PayPal for a little bit before he was booted from it, he also wanted to turn it into something called X as well. And then of course, one of his Tesla cars is called like Model X or something like that. He's got a weird obsession with the letter X being in businesses for some reason. And so here he is fulfilling out his weird billionaire fantasy again. Ultimately, I think he is still the same gross grifting narcissist that we always knew and disliked. Now he's just a little bit worse than before. I'm not sure Elon Musk has ever been as talented and as smart as people have said, but I think it's pretty cool that people are finally getting to see that for themselves. But with all of that being said, that is currently the stopping point for the Elon Musk saga. I do not look forward to having to chat about him again because Inevitably, he floods the newsfeed and much to my dismay, it's never for good news. It's only for things are getting worse news. But with that being said, that's where we're ending today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new today. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. As always, thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. The startling thing is particularly frightening. Okay, so this is, you know, essentially, He controls the access to the internet that Ukraine depends on to survive in in the midst of a war. And he seems to be becoming pro-Putin and against continuing to help.